Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three cool ladies talk to you about everything in romance, whether that's books, movies, TV shows, whatever we're feeling. I'm Liz. I'm Danny. I'm Wiggles. And welcome to the episode. Today, we are talking about Shape of Water, the movie that came out a couple years ago, won some Oscars, directed by Guillermo del Toro. But before all of this, I got to do the usual um, warning. We are sassy. We are crassy. We are gassy. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) So if you don't like swearing or talking about anything that you might envision happens in romance, then here's your warning. You've been warned. You have been warned. We love you. We'd love to have you listen. But if it's not for you, we understand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, before we get into the into the the movie, what have you guys been like reading and watching and doing and stuff? <laughs> I had a letter Kenny week. Oh, did you finally watch the last season? No, I started it over. Sometimes you got to. I just I was I was in a foul mood and apparently Deciding that I needed to watch Letterkenny and ignore the world a little bit and play shooter games. Nice. <laughs> I've been playing Baldur's Gate. Ow, ow. Have you had sex with anybody yet? No, and I'm really pissed about it. <laughs> um, I had so many offers. Everyone was on the table. They were like, yes. And I chose Gail, and Gail was like, I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't sleep with you right now <laughs> and i was like you kidding me bitch uh so yeah lazelle was like ready to go down uh Shadowheart ready to go down astarian ready to go down fucking will ready to go down and you know what i chose the one character who was like i like this but also no and i was like <laughs> Why? 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 You didn't do this in early <laughs> early access. God damn it. So. Cock blocked in a video game. Yeah. Seriously. No gonna... warning. He was all into it. He's the one who, he's the character that like his like, like your character bar is the highest. I was like, this should have been a slam dunk. And instead it was a whiff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's what I've been doing. Striking out even in a, in a fucking video game. You took your shot and hit the rim. It bounced right back. Yeah. But nobody was hitting your rim. So. <laughs> oh, God. You nasty. Liz. <laughs> but you are correct. <laughs> oh, Lord. What have okay. you been doing? I was reading The Mistake and The Score by L. Kennedy, which is the second and third book in the off-campus series. It's a hockey college romance. They're just fun. I like them because like, I can just be like, you know what? I want something that I know exactly what I'm going to get. I'm going to get some humor. I'm going to get some cutes. I'm going to get a little bit of spice. And you just like go right to it. Nice. So today, we're talking about The Shape of Water. 
Mm-hmm. Liz, do you want to tell us what this movie is about? Yeah, the the title is just Shape of Water, right? There's no article in the beginning. It's not The Shape of Water sure or a shape, the of water. shape of Water. Maybe I'm wrong. Now I got to look at the poster and be like, have I been living a lie? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been living a lie because I thought it was The Shape of Water too. Shape of Water, checking. It is The. It is The. Mm. The Shape of Water came out in 2017. Gotcha. It's actually been a minute. It has. I was going to say, I thought it was much newer than that everything got weird in covid time it yeah i mean COVID time doesn't make sense or exist mm-hmm. i was the both it, it was both the shortest amount of time and the longest amount of time yes i who very much am completely fine with being in my apartment alone got to the point where i was like hmm, i'm gonna wear a tiara to take the trash out I think COVID time is the dot on the Jeremy Bear me. Ah, yes. It is the dot on yes. the Jeremy Bear me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good place reference if you don't know what the hell I just said there. Yeah. Okay. But this movie, The Shape of Water, is a monster romance, I guess, weirdly enough, uh, that's set in the 40s. I think it's after the war. So Fifth, late 40s, 40s, early 50s, 50s yeah. I would say. And um, our main character, who is mute, which is an important thing throughout the movie, works at a some sort of like science facility, like top secret shit as a custodian. And she discovers or is there when they bring in this new crazy creature they found, which is very like Black Lagoon merman-esque guy. And she, on her breaks, sneaks in to interact with him and they slowly like learn to communicate and learn to enjoy each other's company. And then she gets her friends and breaks him out and keeps him in her bathtub for a couple days before she sends him off to the ocean. Well, in between, she bangs him. Oh, yeah. She does. She, oh, she, yeah. She gets it. She does. She do does that. get it. Yeah. And there's a real dickhead, um, some sort of agent guy. Who, who's there to just fuck it all up. Yeah, his entire purpose is to be an asshole. He creeped me out so much during this. That's because he's a fucking great actor. He, yeah, he was, I mean, yes, the actor did phenomenal. But yeah, he just, there was so much of him that I was just like, ooh, you, ah, uh, sir. Also, he wa- he really wanted to bang her. Yeah, yeah. dude, that was a creepy fucking In a part. very creepy fucking way. Well, and like, I got that kind of from the beginning because he goes home and fucks his wife and he like doesn't want her to make a noise. Yeah. Ew. Oh, sir. Because at first I was like, oh, he's, his wife's so pretty, you know, like. Well, um, we'll, we'll talk about it real quick. First, I'm going to give you a little bit of information about the the movie. For the record, the actor we were just talking about was Michael Shannon. I didn't say it because for some reason my brain was like, Michael Sheehan? And I was like, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Um, so I had to go back to the ID- IMDb and be like, no, 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 this is who we're talking about. Okay, so uh, a couple of fun factoroonies. Liz was right on the mark with the Creature from the Black Lagoon kind of thing. That was Guillermo del Toro's inspiration for some of this. He also um, was quoted as saying he w- wanted it to kind of be the anti-Beauty and the Beast rather than the Beast transforming into a beautiful man whatever that you just accept the beast as he is kind of thing Mm. and another really interesting thing is that a lot of the parts that were written in the script were written for specific actors uh octavia spencer was like the part that 
she had was written and tailored to her the the lead played by um sally hawkins that was actually (laughs) he he confronted her at a party that they both happened to be at when he was already and I quote 14 tequila shots in and oh, said, God. I want to put you in a movie with a fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and apparently she was receptive. And actually the role of the Giles, the, the, the friend neighbor mm-hmm. oh. person um, was originally supposed to be uh, Sir Ian McKellen, but his schedule wouldn't work, but it was actually written with him in mind. I think that Richard Jenkins did a, a really awesome job. Oh, I yes. think he did phenomenal. He was very enduring and believable. And mm-hmm. and then, of course, there's Doug Jones, who I love plays him. our monster, um, who you've seen in a probably a million things you just mm-hmm. don't realize. A couple of notable ones from my perspective is, of course, Billy, uh, Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus. He is monsters in almost all of Guillermo del Toro's movies. Crimson Peak, he's one of the like dead wives in Oh, what is that one called? Pan's Labyrinth? Yes, that is the one I was thinking of. We're here. We're here. Yep. Um he plays a couple of the monsters in that one. Mm-hmm. But he's also if you're a Buffy fan, he is one of the silence. Mm-hmm. If Oh, what is that other one? You know what? Look him up. Look him up. You've seen him. That's the. I'm not gonna. The keep one going. that pops into my mind is Hellboy. He nope. is yep. Abe in Hellboy. Yep. Yes, he uh, is playing a very similar creature. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's in everything, and nobody touts him, even though his he's probably been in more movies than the majority of the big movie stars that you've heard yeah. of. Mm-hmm. They always say that he's he's the most well known actor that you will never recognize, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's just. He's everywhere. He's always the like extreme monster makeup actor. Well, I watched a segment once on YouTube with another gentleman. I think his name is Alex something who's a closer to our age, but is a big creature actor. He was in um, some of the American Horror Stories and stuff like that. I was watching him kind of like try to teach other actors like the difference between like creature acting and acting and like how to move your body and like how to like lead with different parts of your body and stuff like it is a completely different game. Oh, yeah. It's a whole new animal. Well, and the the amount of work that they have to go through just to do their job, Mm -hmm, it it mm -hmm. takes them for this movie three hours to get into costume. And then you're doing shoots for another eight plus hours right Mm -hmm. right because if they're going to go through that much to get you into costume you're Mm going to keep working Mm -hmm. as much as you can in that costume yeah yeah so i think that when you look at his career and you look at how he's able to emote through all of that oh yeah because every single one of those creatures is always really don't want to give him one right for one of his parts like (laughs) because he's done amazing things those those creatures are always so responsive and like you can see emotion through them, which is hard to do when you have 20 pounds of mm-hmm. movie makeup on. Well, that kind of brings up a point. And I know we're, we're talking about the, not the plot yet, but of all of the Oscars that this movie was nominated for and won, he was not at all a part of that. Which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I don't care how amazing the actors are that are playing against him. Mm-hmm. If he can't give them something to play off of, mm-hmm. then they can't do their job. Right. At the very least, that deserves a supporting actor Absolutely. award. Actually, Giles got a 
at least nominated for the supporting actor. I would I would agree with that. I think mm-hmm. he did really well. For how little of him that we get to see that isn't wrapped up in trying to help his friend with all of this, like you get a lot of nuance of what's going on in the background. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting the factor of him, you know, still trying to produce this what is now a dead art, not dead dead, but pretty well dead art. And them completely throwing him under the bus on it those painted advertisements used to be the way you advertised and then all of a sudden they're like no we want pictures instead you know and Mm -hmm. so there's even just that was a really interesting component to his character absolutely and his art was beautiful Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. yeah well since we were just talking about giles let's talk about him yeah i was confused is he her neighbor is he her like roommate it took me a while to figure that out until like the very end of the movie when he has to rush into the hallway and then into her apartment because she's flooding her apartment so that she can have naked water sex (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i didn't i guess i didn't understand if they lived together or not because he was always just so close and they were you know Mm -hmm. and so i didn't i couldn't i was like is he her dad is he i thought at first that she was working for him that she was like his house cleaner yeah yeah the the beginning of that just puts you already into their world and doesn't really establish much of that and so i i definitely had that moment of like are they related? Are they... I was trying to figure out if he was like her dad or her, her uncle or are they just right. friends or... Yeah. What? What is their relationship here? Because I like their relationship. It's cute. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, they're protective of each other, helpful to each other and everything. But like, what? what is this? Because it's not girlfriend. I already know that. Right. But what? I think it was just they lived across the hall from each other. Uh, yeah i think they lived across the hall from each other and both were sort of outcasts and so they kind of lonely people yes Mm -hmm. yeah that entire opening sequence was an interesting (laughs) indeed way to get there (laughs) i mean i do like that they give you like a little preview of what the ending is going to turn out to be with her like dreaming that her entire apartment is filled with Mm -hmm. water right um and so you're kind of like oh okay but then like her her morning routine you're like okay 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 and then you're like oh okay because all of a sudden in in a movie that seemingly is not all about sex you see this woman going to town on herself (laughs) in a bathtub and I, i was just like oh all right okay um and no shame go to town on yourself in a bathtub if you want but Mm -hmm. it was just yeah it kind of came out of left field all of a sudden and you're like oh that's aggressive yes (laughs) well and it's interesting because it's just something that's not done in movies show a woman masturbating so well really even showing anyone masturbating when you do have a man who's masturbating you like are over his shoulder you know what i mean like and you're not seeing what's happening Right. I mean, technically, you didn't see what happened either, because all of her downstairs business was hidden by the the bathtub. Right. Right. But, but. Uh, it's usually not I so far not from that angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's usually not that abrupt. 
I'm like, all right, well, get it, girl. Yeah. Do your thing. Which is so funny because that was more graphic than the actual sex scene. Right. Yes, it the very sex much scene, was. The sex scene was fade to black. Oh, yeah. Except for the fact that I think this might be the first time in a movie that wasn't made in the 80s that I've seen full bush. <laughs> I was just like, oh. Well, I mean, okay. that was not a thing in the 40s and 50s to be shaved down like that no i just mean like actually showing the front oh you know what i mean like butts yes lots of butts sometimes some boobies but mostly butts yeah lots of butts rarely are we looking at the vagina (laughs) at the vagine yes i don't know she's she's thick she's got thick hair (laughs) (laughs) do you know what's funny about that is they would have to have had that discussion with her yeah. Like, so we're going to film this. So you need to not groom downstairs or for an, a certain amount of time. It looks like they too paid that bitch. <laughs> oh, was no. You think there closely? was a rug? <laughs> I, it looked, it looked on, honestly, like, I don't That's know. worse. That's what, I, well, I spoke, you know, you put on like the, like very the thong that sort of matches your skin tone and put a toupee, on, attach it to the fucking. To the clam? Yeah. Well, to the to that that I, part of the underpants, that's what it looked like to me. I think she just grew it. I mean, if that's her full bush, good for her. God damn, mine would never get that thick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just there were no gaps of any kind. <laughs> it was like a rug. Maybe they fluffed you, it. Maybe you, you gotta go played, there. Paid way more attention. To the bush than I. Yeah, I was not looking that hard. I at... wasn't trying to look that hard, but I got distracted. I was like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> That's <I> like, like... <laughs> you have a human child coming out of you right now with Jesus. a full head of hair. <laughs> I will say, when it got to that point, I had been playing a video game. I know I'm naughty. I was playing a video game on my computer while watching the movie, and I had like looked down for a second and then looked up, and it was like, oh, boobies. She got nice boobies. She does have nice boobies. I just, I, I should have expected it given the opening, <laughs> but didn't. I kind of, because th- it was still not like nudity at that point, you know, like mm-hmm. it was graphic certainly, but it wasn't nudity when they, when they did that beginning thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just, it was like, oh, titties. Well, and that beginning scene is also shot a little bit further away. It's mm-hmm. as if like the camera is in the doorway of the bathroom and she's yeah. in the bathtub. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, and I got I got a little bone to pick here, and I think this is a bone <laughs> to pick with Hollywood. I don't think this is an issue with the movie production itself. I don't think they had a choice. But, like, if you're going to show me full bush, you better show me that fucking monster dick. I'm not saying I really was like, I needed to see it, but I expect equal treatment, period. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, same. I agree. I wanted to see what happens when the hand opens up and the dick comes out. What? <laughs> What is that? Show it to me. Don't, no, you don't get to just reference it. No, 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 no. You show me that swamp monster dick. Her explaining that to her friend. <laughs> with Because she's mute, so she speaks in sign language. Right. And her showing that to her friend was the highlight of me watching this movie. Yes. It cracked me up. I just loved her, like, her little smirk and Octavia Spencer's character being like, Zelda. What are you smiling about? Zelda. Zelda. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Oh, Names okay. are horrible for me. They immediately go away the second I'm done watching That's it. That's why I have, I have pulled IMDb up on open. my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
the way she's like, what are you smirking about? And she just kind of smiles and she's like, how? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Listen, you know, the girls who get it, get it. And the girls who don't, don't. That's that's all there is to if it. If I was in Eliza's situation, I would have also experimented. You would have fucked that man? I mean, yeah. That yeah. merman? Sure, why not? Yeah. Huh? Why not? I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, on the other hand, would have been like, when I touch you, your skin glows. I've seen enough Animal Planet to know that uh, you don't want to touch the frog that looks pretty. This is why Liz sits on one, or Wiggle sits on one side of the room and Liz and I are on the other. It is not the reason why, but just saying. <laughs> Liz and I are fully monster romance. You know, like, <laughs> there's a lot of things in life. And some experiences only happen or come at you once. And you gotta just go for it. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Liz, okay. <laughs> Let me hit you with this. What What if that, that amphibian has superhuman jizz and now you're cranking out a bunch of little frog babies? Are they the size of tadpoles? You don't know. Like, you I don't, don't know, know what you're getting into because you can't even speak to him. This is the problem. This is the ultimate problem is that you don't know what that dick could... You, you don't know what that thing do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find out. Show but, me what that thing do. What if it's barbed like a cat? Listen, I've read enough books to know that that works still. <laughs> Ducks also have barbs. I'm just saying I'm I'm more cautious than anything else. I don't I'm concerned. What 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 if it smells bad? What if it <laughs> what if it's got like little squiggly tentacles and those tentacles? If it does have what little if squiggly it does tentacles. Have little squiggly tentacles. <laughs> I'm just saying there's there's a lot to consider. And if I can't have a conversation with you, like, that is what that thing do, I'm not going to go spelunking to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I would. The, the part that would have gotten me as far as that would have caused me pause is there wasn't anything up to the, the sex when, when they were, like, being all romantic together that convinced me that he had, like, a human level of intelligence. And yeah. so that definitely would have caused me a lot of pause. Mm -hmm. So I I wouldn't then. But if like if it was very clear that, oh, you're also like as intelligent or, you know, close to it. We just can't communicate because we don't speak the same language. Then all right, I, I can get into that. Well, I think they're kind of tried to show us because he does try to learn her language early on with the, the egg. He crosses sure. his fingers the way she did. That like you, I could see how you could interpret that as him just mimicking her mm -hmm. versus him actually trying to understand her. I could see both both ways on that. Yeah, I I use signs with my cats. Like if I if they're on the counter and I point like two fingers down, they will jump down. You know what I mean? I mean they don't repeat it back because they don't have fingers right but they get it <laughs> all so. of a sudden they, they like put their two paws together and they're like no you down you go down <laughs> you know hey, or like, if ruby could she would <laughs> or like gorillas and in certain apes sign so it's true mm -hmm. that's true well just because they, he walks on two legs does not make him a humanoid no yeah no you know but i think like how it depends on your interpretation of the ending, but it it seems to me that that also falls in line with the interpretation that she is of the same species and that he is that that's why they're like able to kind of communicate 
I guess, okay, I'm going to spoil the ending. So get out of here if you haven't watched it. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Go away. Okay, so um, in the end, you know, she gets shot. And um, we throughout the entire movie, we, like, see these scratches on her neck. And it's believed that whatever caused the scratches is what eventually ended up messing up her larynx, I think. And either way, that's part of why she can't talk. And he, our monster guy, picks her up. And takes her into the water and then open, like, does a little flourish in front of her body and, like, opens up her gills and suddenly she can breathe and she's alive again. And she's found as a child by the side of a river, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's there's moments where, like, you we can see her, like, being manipulative with water and things like that, but um, it could also be interpreted like a kid who's mm-hmm. playing in the wind and acting like them... Mm-hmm. They're blowing the leaves around, right? But she's not actually that childish. People just interpret her as childish in the fact that she comes across as sweet and innocent simply because she's not speaking. Right. Because she's also the same girl who told him in sign language over and over again to fuck off. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't I, I don't interpret that as her just being full of whimsy and childish. I interpret that as her her having these powers, but not really realizing that she does. I struggle with that ending. And in general, I struggle with endings that are not definitive, but that's just me. Uh, Because immediately, the first time I saw these scars on her neck, I was like, oh, those are gills. Because they look exactly like it. Right. The placement is And exactly where his are, too. People can, and it still happens, are born with gills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... I'm, it, I, I struggled with that because, like, to me, it wasn't a definitive, like, oh, she is kind of similar to him. It was more like maybe she was born with gills like some people are and her voice box never developed correctly. Or they screwed up her voice box when they sewed her gills or took out her gills or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was. I I didn't like the ending. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time going, huh? You were also, you confessed to playing a video game during the movie. (laughs) No, I was paying attention. Uh Uh-huh. I was paying attention. I can shoot zombies and pay attention at the same time. How? How? How do you see two screens at the same time and not get a headache? I have ADHD and multitask very well. You send one eye up here and one eye down here and you're like, all right, I got this. (laughs) It's like having a split screen. Wouldn't that be cool if you could do that, though? Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? That'd be fucking sick. <laughs> God damn. That, okay. In my defense, that is how I live my world. Like, when I'm playing video games, I also have a movie on constantly. That I That's how I function. I can't I can't sit still long enough to just watch it. I can have read a book, then? an audio and Very a visual, but I cannot have two audios if i have two audios that are conflicting with each other i lose my goddamn shit yeah see and i didn't have the audio on the video game on mm. how do you play the video game then you don't know if something's coming at you the 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 it's sound zombies in the video <laughs> games are so integral 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 whatever to <laughs> the activity and action you're doing you're playing skyrim you hear the big like noises and then you're like oh shit where's the dragon where's the dragon Where's the dragon? I I was playing Seven Days to Die, and that is true. That most of the time a <laughs> thing is is a good indicator that a zombie is coming. But yeah, no, that is how I uh, how I do most everything. Is I I I can't function if there's 
I can't just sit there and watch it. I, it and as far as reading a book, yes, there usually is some sort of like YouTube video playing in the background or... <laughs> Liz looks like she's about to oh have a God. conniption. She's, she's about like, to lose no, her shit on me. how it works. <laughs> I can't have silence. It can't be a thing. Oh, I can totally understand if it was like music in the background. No, music distracts me. Or what about like, like... Ly- lyricless music? Yeah. No, music distracts me. You, so like you couldn't have like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack playing in the background? Uh-uh. But you can have people talking in right. the background? Yes. Yo, when Pabby tries to talk to me when we're watching something, even if even if it's a cooking show and you don't really need to like pay attention the whole time, I have to pause it. One audio is coming from the TV and one is from your face and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I also sometimes watch TV and watch TikTok at the same time. I mean, I do, I, but then I'm just not paying attention to the TV. Right. I if I if I do do that, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> you said do do. <laughs> We've never made a doo-doo joke in this entire podcast. No, I think you did the last time I said doo-doo. <laughs> I feel like I did. <laughs> of course it's you. Listen. I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say anymore. We're getting back to this movie. <laughs> okay. So talking about their growing relationship and their interactions and stuff, the one thing that I could not stand, and it was her fucking fantasy was that like song and dance scene why did you why did that bother you it was so cringy it was the cringiest fucking thing <laughs> i was like it, i was like for me this is terrible i just watched it and i was like no and i get that they built it up because they showed a lot of eliza and giles watching those types of shows that were really popular back then like the the big you know song and dance numbers and stuff and talking mm-hmm. about actors and actresses doing that but we they got to the the musical number and i was just like oh, you've got to be kidding me this is awful i didn't hate that i hated it i didn't i didn't hate it just because it didn't feel disconnected from the character it felt like this is this is what's been going on in her head this whole time and because the only people who even remotely understand her are the people who understand sign language as she's mm-hmm. using it because it is modified a little bit. Well, when was ASL? Because ASL isn't old. No, it's not. It's it's different. And, and it some of it has evolved. Like, I'm not an expert in ASL, but I know enough to, to know that I was like, oh, that's a little different than what I know. Mm-hmm. So it, it, regardless, even if everyone at that company... Like, let's say they all spoke ASL and she spoke ASL, right? I keep saying spoke, sign, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No one really understood her. Like, even Zelda was surprised that she was trying to break this monster out (laughs) of the fucking thing. And so I think she's got this very, very elaborate life in her mind because there's certain things that she struggles to express. And she's got a few people who are close to her who who get a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, it, I, I get why you would say it's cringy, but I, I, it didn't really bother me because it felt like this like burst of, I'm trying to share with you this really big thing, but you're not going to get it. And, and so her attempting to sing at the end, like hearing that, that really like mm-hmm. can't get the sound out thing. I thought that was all really touching actually, because it was just raw emotion coming through in the best way she would understand it 
I think the other reason I didn't like it besides just like not enjoying the scene at all is it made me feel like her fantasy and reality were so different Mm -hmm. that her relationship with this creature was more in her head than reality. Uh, I think that's what it's there for. Well, then I didn't like it. (laughs) That's not the story I wanted. I think it's there to further cast doubt on whether or not the relationship between them is genuine. Plus, the other thing you have to keep in mind is while Alyssa might be the um, main character, she's not the narrator of the story. That's Giles. Giles. Yeah. And so also, this is his interpretation of everything that took place. And so there's also that element of, did she really do this? Or is that his interpretation as somebody who loves these old Hollywood musicals? Which, yeah, it, there is something to say for that. Also, did they, she really end up being with him at the end? Right. Or is because, she dead? Or is she dead? Or is she just dead at the bottom of the river? Yeah. Yeah. Because he wouldn't know at that point. And and so throughout this entire storytelling, you have to assume that there's an unreliable narrator telling you the story. And so I think that anytime you get into these really like big, fantastical moments, you have to ask yourself the question of, is this really how this happened? Really how this character felt? Or is it how Giles is telling you the story? Yeah. Because he wouldn't have been there for any of the things that happen in the facility. See... And I think that just comes back to, again, I don't like when things don't have like a definitive ending. And I'm not saying every loose end has to be wrapped up, but like the main plot has a definitive ending or a definitive conclusion. Because unreliable narrators I find very fascinating. I mean, Elizabeth Bennett is the most famous unreliable narrator. Right. And it's a great book. It's a great story. And the fact that she is an unreliable narrator makes it better because at the end, it wraps up and you learn, oh, she was wrong most About of the time. About practically everything. <laughs> yeah. But because this movie doesn't have that, like, let's wrap it up, put a bow on it. I'm just unsatisfied. I don't mind this ending partially because my imagination loves to run around and fill in those gaps for me. And that's just the way my brain works. Mm. So, Mine did to a degree, too. Yeah. So I, I like... I go back and then I find things that support what I think the ending is or should be, which goes back to, is she re- does she really have powers of manipulation? Is she imagining she does? Or is all of this just Giles trying to justify that he thinks that hopefully the monster saved her? All things can be true at the same time. What do you think happened at the end? I honestly, I think she's dead. Um, but... Okay. I'm not like strongly convinced of it, but that ending just felt too, with everything being as dramatic and dark as it was to have the like, and she lived happily ever after with her monster boy. He does admit that he doesn't know for sure what happened to her. I kind of think she's also dead. So having watched another movie where Guillermo del Toro um, has done this in Pan's Labyrinth, right? We don't know is... When she goes to the throne room at the end. Sorry, I'm spoiling it. If you haven't watched that, go to, come back in 30 seconds and I'll be done. <laughs> I um, haven't watched it, but I'm probably never going to. So go ahead. Spoil it. Well, away. and this explanation won't make any sense. No. 
because there's no chance of you watching it in like the next couple weeks and you're going to, it's going to completely fall out of your head. It's going to call it. I'm going to walk out this door and we're done. And yeah. Done. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I know I'm risking nothing here. <laughs> um, but um, there, this character, she's, you know, shot. And we think once again, which is a parallel, like both times this character gets shot. And then she goes into this dream world that she's been going to kind of like Coraline like she's going to an entirely different world over and over and over again the question is is she dreaming did she make it up is this just a little kid's fantasy or is this reality and she is this long lost princess from this crazy underworld kingdom right and this is a very similar ending is she dead and Giles is just imagining this happy ending for her or is did she really survive and go off to live this like magical life right Mm -hmm. in both scenarios the practical reaction is to assume that she's actually dead yeah and that wishful thinking does not make a happy ending but that it's easier and more powerful to believe in a happy ending because otherwise the world is just shit and so given the fact that he has that theme twice i think she's probably dead but I would like to believe Giles' version of events. And I think that's his hopeful thinking because the the monster did have powers for healing. It mm-hmm. showed that he had healed the marks that he had made on Giles mm-hmm. by accident, I will say. But uh, she got shot like right in the chest. And she was dead before he did anything. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like she was done. And so I, uh, it is my assumption that she is in fact dead. I think the other reason I don't believe she's alive is because we don't see Giles after she's taken into the water. Mm-hmm. So we don't know where he's telling the story. Um, is he telling this to the police shortly after? Is he telling this just as, just vaguely to this audience? Is this him thinking mm-hmm. through the events that have transpired? We don't know. So we have no context of where the story or how the story is being told. Just that Giles is telling it. And uh, so so if he really has these healing powers, we don't get that confirmed because we only see Giles in the context of his story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's the other argument, too, that like if he had healed her, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they go back up to the surface to show Giles that she was fine? Well, probably for the sake of escaping. Yeah, because the police were still up there. Right. So if they resurface, what's to stop them from shooting both of them? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could make that argument, but even to just surface for a moment. Right. Or it, or if, like I said, if this is Giles telling the police immediately after this happened, or mm-hmm. if this is months, years later, mm-hmm. at no point did she feel the need to come back and speak to her closest friends and let them know that she's okay? Yeah. Right. That doesn't seem right, right? So because they can't be out of the water context, very long, but they can be out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and the monster can't be out of the water very long, but she is still the same. Same, just now can also breathe underwater, right? Mm-hmm. So she's not going to like dry out and stuff like the monster. Because I assume that's what's happening unless she completely transforms and we don't get to see it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and and this is the other reason I don't think that that's real is I feel like if that was the case, she would have made the this big transformation to be exactly like him. Mm-hmm. And that Giles keeps her as she is because that's how he remembers her. He sure. can't visualize her being 
something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that's my interpretation of the ending. The The interpretation of the ending that I would like is that she did get to go off and... Well, yeah, we'd all like her, her to not have died yeah. and everything, <laughs> but I don't think that's the reality. Because also, even if like she didn't want to take the the chance to even like go near their apartment or anything in case people were watching Giles letters exist and they did then right like she could she could come out and write a letter and post it with very little effort yep well and it there's nothing indicated by Giles that he goes back to the location where they went in Mm -hmm. to to see if they did resurface later on if if she has come back looking to see him or anything like that which once again without the context of who he's telling the story to when he's telling the story there's no way we can know that I think that's the power of of this type of storytelling is that you can have these like intellectual debates with yourself of what do you want to believe? What do you believe? Right. And it makes them very compelling in that there's so much evidence that could sway you one way or another. And you probably still wouldn't be wrong because we don't know. And I don't like not knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Liz, we know. We've met that. Uh, so we were talking about kind of like the theme of the movie right now. We're talking about the ending, but also kind of like the theme, um, themes. Uh, that was actually one thing that I didn't like is I felt like there were too many themes in this movie. I, I do agree with you on that Same. one. I feel like they were trying to give us too many overlapping and overarching yeah. themes. Like not just in what is the theme of the storytelling, but also like where is the story taking place? Like, it feels like it's in this nebula. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but especially the first sequence, which they're going into work late at night. Yeah, I was I was so confused by what was happening there. Right. It just felt like this this place that's almost in its own bubble, like Mm -hmm. the rest Mm -hmm. of the world didn't exist. And like the restaurant felt out of time and out of place because we never see them going into the restaurant, really. We just see them at the restaurant. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with all that. I I guess the some of them I know were needed to further the story. Like the homophobia was needed to spur Giles into helping her. Mm-hmm. And the sexism, I guess, helps to alienate her more and make her kind of turn towards the creature. I don't know why we needed the whole Russian Cold War. <laughs> or I guess we're not at the Cold War part, but like just Russian Red Scare stuff. I was like, why are we wasting time with this like the Russians storyline? That I mean, the only thing about that that kind of made sense to me is that it's not just a distraction to us; it's a distraction to the characters as well. Mm-hmm. The Michael Shannon character, what uh, the bad guy, um, Richard Strickland, I believe that's the one. Of course, um, his name was Dick. <laughs> he he gets caught up in this whole Russian thing. And that's part of what allows them to get away multiple times. Right. Yeah. So um, I th- I think that on their own, they're not a strong enough combatant for him and the power that he wields. And so I think that the, the reason the Russians had to be there was because they needed some kind of obstacle for him to have to get past that's independent of these three totally normal, simple people. <laughs> um. I just realized, so this would have actually been taking place in the 50s or 60s um, because it was the reason that they wanted the merman is because of the space race. Mm, They wanted to learn how to to make the ability so that they wouldn't have to breathe necessarily. 
or that also makes more sense with the whole ad thing and the photography thing yeah yeah because i just i just it just popped back into my brain that they had been talking about the russians going to space and everything and i was like well that would have been like late 50s early 60s wouldn't it because mm-hmm. we went to the moon in 1969. We went to the moon in 1969, 1969. not 1968, but the year after. You're welcome. <laughs> <Good> job. <laughs> I just, I guess, to me, it feels like you could have told the same exact story without that, though. Because then the reason they get away isn't maybe because of the Russian distraction. It's because he's very easily overlooking two women, one of which is disabled, essentially, or, or differently abled. I'm sorry. So... And the other's a woman of color. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you literally could have told the same story. The doctor, the Russian doctor that helped them could have just been a man of science that didn't want the creature destroyed, which was what he was anyway. Yeah. So it just it just feels like it was entirely unnecessary. Yeah, him not wanting the creature destroyed really didn't have anything to do with the fact that he was a Russian spy, essentially. It really was kind of just... But science. He's cool and science. Because the Russians wanted to kill him too. Right. Yeah. Well, I think... So the reason, once again, that I don't, I don't hate this being in the movie the way it is. I get what you're saying. Like you could have, could have told the same story without it. The only difference is that a lot of like, when you look at history and you look at a lot of how people made narrow escapes or people Mm -hmm. pulled off these amazing feats, a lot of it was because you had five other people who were just doing their own mundane thing and they crossed the, the right way in the right time frame in order to make it happen and that's what this character represents no i get that if this was like a mini series and you had more time mm-hmm. but to have something that's like two hours and try to shove that in there i feel like you're better off telling more of the main story than trying to add another layer mm-hmm. well and this kind of comes back to the whole like too many themes thing yeah, yeah. it was very very in line with movie and storytelling of the 1950s mm-hmm. um, and having those extra characters that come on and like go away and have served their purpose, but we'll never see them again. Right. That's not something we do in our cinema as much now. And so I think that that's also part of it. Yeah, I guess. But I str- don't like it. <laughs> no, well, my struggle with that is, is the reason we don't do it anymore because we collectively agree that maybe that, not that was a bad to do it that way, that, but it didn't, help to do it that way and so like we've progressed to something better so why are we doing it that way again because hollywood especially but the entertainment industry in general really likes to go back to things and call it uh, an homage so that's why (laughs) (laughs) i just like i don't know i I think my problem was is I wanted this story to be this this movie to be one thing, which was to focus on how two individuals, our monster and our main character, can breach language barriers, culture barriers, species barriers, and find not even love, but just like commonalities. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, that happened, but that wasn't like the main theme. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to, I think that's my whole thing. And the whole reason I'm picking apart some of this stuff is I just wanted a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to put it out there. You should have made a different I movie. Argue, <laughs> I would argue as well that bridging the language barrier, the commonalities and everything, I would argue that Giles and the creature did that more than she did. And speaking yeah. of Giles, I, I was so surprised at his reaction to the beast last 
like not even lashing out, but just like behaving badly, if you will. Behaving um, like a I wild mean, animal. He killed his cat. <laughs> I fucking had oh, a I know whole this, thing I was the at that second, scene. That I was that like, no, don't, no, don't do it. Don't, 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 don't. And, and then he did it. He did, he did eat the cat. And then we saw it. Yeah. And I was like, this is unnecessary. I almost table flipped head. at that point. I know. I would have been less mad if he ate the entire thing. Yeah, if it just yeah, wasn't, it wasn't there and there was like the blood head. smear, yeah. I would have been like, okay, this is awful. But to see what we saw, I was like, mm-mm. mm-mm. You're just th- doing this for the shock factor and it's not nice. Like as three women who own cats, I, I almost table flipped. I was like, Liz and Wiggles are going to lose their shit because mm-hmm. it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. no. And it was a pretty cat too. Well, How many cats did he have, by the way? A lot. At, at yeah, least lot. three. <laughs> Well, he turns to the one that comes out after the attack, and he's like, "You're very lucky." <laughs> it's like what? It's dark. It it just triggered my brain in 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 what would my reaction be? And my reaction wouldn't have been like, "Oh, well, he's a wild animal." My action would have been like, "And now you die." Yeah, I would have been like, and "I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to kill your monster boyfriend." Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Fuck off. Yep. <laughs> and he's just like, "No, he's a wild animal," you know. He that's, doesn't understand what, that what wild doing. animals do, which then once again goes back to then. You're then why fucking is she a wild him? animal? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I will say. So we pointed out this is set in the fifties and sixties, but the like wardrobe and everything looks very much more thirties and forties. I think that probably is meant to portray because that's and that's why I got the time tripped up. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more to portray, especially with like Eliza and Zelda and Giles, is they are not wealthy people mm-hmm. so they're oh, okay. wearing old clothes mm-hmm. fair enough yeah and i mean dick face mcgee was was buying like flashy cadillacs and mm-hmm. had nicer clothes and everything it just well and and in that time period it's harder to guess i guess off, off of menswear because yeah. they're suits yeah if you're not familiar with like oh the lapel is this wide and so it means it's from this time period yeah right yeah well and uh, I guess we get a little bit of a clue that it must be the 50s still. I think it still has to be late 50s. I think it's late 50s. Because of what his wife is wearing. It's like she was she has brand new clothes and those look mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. 50s. Yeah, that whole scene with him like getting oh. his fucking bloody nubbos all over her face. No, oh, no. Mm-hmm. So- Divorced. Divorced. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh, God. Yeah. But just to... Stop the guessing. Uh, it was set in 1962. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. The bloody nubs on the face when uh-uh. he's fucking her. And then when he breaks her. them later and oh, just like rips them, them off yeah, and like, drops them on Zelda's floor, I'm uh, like, that's a power move to be sure because I'm freaked out. But also, uh, the fuck, man? <laughs> the thing that got me is when he would start smelling it. <laughs> If you know what like rotting flesh mm-hmm. or like pus and infection smells like, I was like, oh, I can smell that. Oh, I can. Yeah. It's yeah. nasty. Oh, God. Ugh. Well, I knew they weren't going to take as, as soon as it, they were like gray. I was like, that's that's dead. That's, yep, that's uh-uh. yeah, it's not working, bud. That's not how it works. But also, let's talk a little bit about that like moment with with Zelda and and strickland and and her fucking shitty husband oh god he's such a she i mean she does spend 
all the movie leading up to that telling us how big a piece of shit her husband is mm-hmm. you know you sort of just assume it's the it's the gag that my husband's kind of a, a layabout or whatever you know what i mean yeah. right yeah and no he's actually a flaming pile of shit oh my god like he 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 was just like no, no, I'm I'm just going to stand here while you fucking abuse my wife. It's right? fine. And then was like, she's not going to give up her friend, but I will. Bitch, just shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Go away. Yeah. Oh, man. A lot of sexism in this movie. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it is set in the 60s. Right. While we're talking about Strickland, I loved the scene that's in the beginning of the movie where they're cleaning the bathroom and Zelda's like the greatest mods in the country and they still can't piss in the urinal. There's pee all over the floor. Uh, she doesn't sound like that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> first off, that's a real goddamn thing. If you've had, ever had to clean men's bathrooms, just fucking you have a whole fucking thing. How hard can it possibly be? It, it It's not. It, it really can't be that difficult. I'm pretty sure I could pee in a urinal and make less mess than some of these right? motherfucking guys. Yeah. Ugh. Right. But when Strickland then walks in while they are cleaning and is like, don't worry, keep cleaning, and just pisses in the urinal right in front of them is a real thing because that has happened to me before. No, mm. straight up, like as a bartender, we would have to go clean the men's bathrooms. And we literally had a rope to rope it off. And then we'd put like the the mop bucket in the door. And these fucking guys would still be like, oh, got to come in. Move, move, move. And I'm like, oh, running out. And they're like, nah, it's all right. I'll just, you can keep cleaning. And I'm like, you guys do realize that this is sexual harassment? Mm-hmm. You guys you are realize doing right that now? I don't want to stare at your penis, right? Mm-hmm. And it happened multiple times. It wasn't just one dude. Ugh. It was many. That's the most trauma I ever had as a bartender is trying to clean the fucking men's bathroom. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It always smells horrible, too. I just don't understand how they how they make it so fucking gross. We have to deal with, like, not to get too graphic, but we have to deal with things like pads and tampons mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we still don't make it anywhere even remotely close to as nasty as those guys no. will fucking make a bathroom. What are you doing in there? Are you, yeah. Oh, God. Like, do you just like to see it wiggle? Like, what? It just can't I think be they this do. difficult. It just can't be this difficult. It can't. Well, and we know many functioning men. That don't have this issue. I don't think Pappy pees all over the floor. I certainly hope not. No. Cleaning the bathroom is a relatively easy affair in my house. But, okay, here's the thing. If you are putting your hands on your hips and just like letting your thingaling do the thing, then yeah, I'm sure you do make a fucking mess. Why would you want that though? Because then you might piss on yourself. Apparently they don't give one shit. Oh my God. Oh, and then his fucking comment of like, listen, you either wash your hands when you go in or you wash your hands when you come out. And that tells you a lot about a man. I wash my hands when I go in. And I'm like, so you just have piss hands? You walk around with fucking piss hands now? Yes. A lot of them do. A lot of men Uh, don't wash their fucking hands. And I am disgusted. Never touch me. Never touch me. (laughs) I will rip your goddamn hands off. I am like constantly washing my hands. And then I also have hand sanitizer at my desk. Um, the only notes I have left are just random ones, like right. nothing to really go off of. They're just like one random liners. Like, how did she, how did she peel the hard boiled eggs so easy? And why can't I? That's <laughs> 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 what I got. Um, I don't fucking know because movie. <laughs> I just like watched her and I was like, "What did you do? 
How did it just in one? I don't get. Help me. If anything took me out of being like, yes, this is romantic. It was the fact that he ate the eggs whole, like didn't take the shell off. Right. And here's 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 why this is a bad thing. Right. All I could think of was Sheila from fucking rescuers down under. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking lizard he's got. (laughs) And she's like constantly going after the eggs. She's like. (laughs) Your brain makes really weird like connections. Um, They're both blue. They're both lizard like. And they both like eggs. Where's the crazy connection? It's all perfect connection. When is the last time you watched rescuers down under? My brain does not forget things. (laughs) Except for things that are useful and needed. <laughs> my my goodness. But yes, so I also did not like the egg situation, but for very different reasons. <laughs> oh my goodness. I will say one thing that Guillermo del Toro knocks out of the park every single time is aesthetic. The aesthetic was gorgeous. It worked really well. He always like uses visual to really set you in the place. And I, th- I think this is another example of him hitting the nail on the head for that. Every time they were underwater, which was not actually that often, like when she floods the bathroom and when they're under the water at the end, that is gorgeous every single time. Although I got to say, I don't think you could flood a bathroom that way. Oh, I don't I think know. so either. No, you, you absolutely could not. I don't I don't think it would work that way. It, the towel would have filled to its max and then it would have poured out underneath it immediately. Right. Right. I don't know. I also think that the the, <laughs> the building manager was far too fucking calm about that situation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he just comes up like a little bit mad. He's like, you better tell her to get it together. And I'm like, bro, your fucking apartment's trashed. Right. <laughs> like, well, that was my other thought when the bathroom actually got completely filled. I was like, the walls and the floor are and the window, because I think she had a window in there, Yeah, mm-hmm. is not structurally sound to hold that much water well, no because no, like when you have to put a bathtub in you have to add reinforcements underneath yeah. where the bathtub is because it's going to be filled with the water that would be heavy as fuck listen right. if star trek has taught me nothing star trek 4 when they had to bring the whales to the future putting a, a, a giant aquariums with a bunch of water in spaceships is hard <laughs> <laughs> i knew you'd get there eventually <laughs> <laughs> I, I although I do think that that's further proof that this is Giles's like beautiful imagining of the event rather mm, yeah. than like she was in that bathtub fucking. <laughs> I Which, think that's the reality of what would have been happening, and he yeah. was like, "I'm gonna turn this into something pretty." <laughs> Which every time they showed the bath water that he sat in, I was like, uh-huh. "Yeah." What is in it? Uh, like Toadstone? seaweed kind of things or something? I don't know, but like those look like they would get up there. Like sand. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Ew. I think it would cause For an both infection. of them. Because what, 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 like, are you going to tell me that that's a vacuum sealed dick hydra? What I, is that? I think it actually is. It probably would be. If yeah. He, he is an aquatic creature. Yeah. And a lot of creatures actually have what is described in this situation. <laughs> Which is uh, smooth like a Ken doll. And then boom, boom, dick. Boom. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm just saying there's potential problems for your lady business down there. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeast infection, at least. Water mm-hmm. fucking is not a good way to go, man. <laughs> it always sounds like a good idea, but it's just. Oh, yeah. Like, it seems fun. But also, 
here's my question. In water, all right. So when you be fucking, uh-huh. you need something to push against. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how you do in water. Even if you're like, okay, we we're up against the wall. It's like, okay, but water reduces your ability for thrusting with force. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you just got like a jackhammer peen. Maybe you're just like it just like bounces off of your body. It goes. <laughs> it just like goes in and horrifying. out. Horrifying. Well, this is how I feel every time we read these monster romances. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Oh lord, it's only going to go downhill from here. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> As you get exposed to more and more of these situations. You know, I feel like my brain is <laughs> changing. <laughs> Not necessarily for the better. <laughs> uh, you could just do what I think a lot of people do and ignore the logistics of things. You know I can't do that. No, I can't do it either. No, I have to know how it works. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm not going to be able to get through the story. And then once I find out, I'm unhappy that I know. <laughs> Uh, my favorite is there are books where the penis is not where it, it like opens and then uh, you have like like a little a little bloom comes through the the it, there's like yeah there's like a penis and then the penis opens like a flower and that I don't understand how it works. <laughs> it's so it's like it's, it's like one of those exploding screws that you put into the wall and then it like latches onto the fucking wall. <laughs> suppose i hate it that that how do you get it back out i don't know that now it's like locked into your bidet i will not even your bidet it's like all the way up in your you're just because it's always all the way up to your fucking cervix cervix. and And it's like it kisses my cervix yeah like if anything touches my cervix you die no thank you no thank you as it turns out um i'm not a huge fan i just (laughs) the visual of that hurt me deeply which the flower penis? Yes. Mm, well, this this is okay. This, I've seen drawings. This is so how I'm picturing. Imagine that. Um, you know the <laughs> ladders the orcs use in two towers. They get up there and then it goes, dunk, and they're latched on to the fucking side of the wall. <laughs> I'm picturing that only in a circle, <laughs> and it's latched in, and now you can't pull it back out. Now what are you gonna do? You're trapped, not just with that man in your bed, but with his dick in your cooch. I mean, it's that's the not sanitary. Deep. I mean, until the siege is over, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> if if you you got to cut the head off of one end to get through the experience, that's not great. <laughs> All I'm saying oh is. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the the Aragorn and team of my cooch would be fighting an endless battle, just dying and waiting for Gandalf to show up and relieve us. And I don't know what what magical powers Gandalf is going to have to have to get this circle latched fucking dog out of me. It's the it's the it's all of the white horsemen wigs. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's done. Yeah. Yeah, you, this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying, Liz. It's a problem. I can't wait three days and look to the east. Okay, I can't. You just gotta keep going 
God, the sun rises. <laughs> it's the sun rising in the east on the third day. Can't do it. It's too long. <laughs> oh my God. We're never going to be able to watch Lord of the <laughs> Oh, I'm going to, and then I'm going to explain it to Pappy. <laughs> My mother does not listen. Oh, anywho, what are you talking about? This is funny as fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> All right. On that, what note. was your second part? Second note that you had? Oh shit! Let's go. <laughs> this all started with hard boiled eggs. It huh? really did. It really. You did. said it. You had just had a couple of random notes that couldn't go anywhere. Guess what, bitch. <sighs> Okay, that one went somewhere. Uh, the next one was that key lime pie that they had. That looked disgusting. And it like I know it was disgusting, but like they props to the prop designer because they yeah. made it look disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I honestly, my heart went out to Giles. I was like, you've been eating this shit pie for that guy? No, you, you deserve better. That guy is skis. And here's the thing. I love key lime pie. Well, key lime pie is not actually supposed to look green. It might look faintly green. Yeah. No, it's not violently green. And that was like lime jello green. Yeah. It looked quite awful. Yeah. And I like pie. I'm I like Dean pie. Winchester. I love me some pie. Yeah. I'm not a big pie person. I would take pie over cake every day of the week. Uh-huh. Every yes, day of the week. In fact, I would love some pie right now. Let's eat pie. You got some? No. Well, shit. Is that it? Is that what the note we're ending on is pie? Um, do I have anything else in here that would be interesting? <laughs> no, we did it all. We did it all. Eggs and pie, y'all. Eggs, Eggs and, and pie. pie. All right. How would you rate this movie on a scale of cherry pie to neon green le- <laughs> key lime pie? Apple? <laughs> Apple? <laughs> with cheese? <laughs> apple with cheese oh my oh gross disgusting no a lot of people nit. like it that way. unless like it unless we're talking like a brie fuck off don't you put cheddar cheese on my apple pie i could do like a white cheddar but like a like a, a slice of american no thank you okay so we're saying that this movie is a slice of apple pie with cheese on top <laughs> what does that mean i don't know that's that's you for told me to choose, but that's for the audience to decide. To gross lime looking. If on a okay, let's actually use numbers. Okay, but I'm just saying this is the scale we're going to measure on from now on. What kind of pie are you? <laughs> Don't think I'll forget because I won't, and you know this. Why you like this? <laughs> Why you like this? This is like a a coconut cream pie for me. I would call it like. A lemon meringue where they don't have enough meringue on top, mm. but still pretty good. I hate coconut, so, but it, it's not radioactive, so it's above that for me. Nice. nice. Okay, but actual numbers, I think I'd do like a 2.5. On what three. scale? <laughs> on the normal scale. On the real scale. Are You, you said the movie, so I'm doing the overall. Did oh. you want to do the other shit first? Well, You're the one who fucking took this off into like God knows where land. Listen. Don't come at me with your flower penis. Hey, that's a good content, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do overall. Let's jump. Let's go overall. 
2.5 from Liz. Yeah. Danny. Three. Okay. I would give it a 3.5. Maybe a four. Mm, 3.5. I'm going to sit with that. I'm going to okay. sit with that. I was corn-fused a lot, so that's why I go three. I I would, I would get into it, and then something would happen that would take me out of it was my problem. My biggest issue with it was that the pacing felt yeah. kind of odd. Like, I would get into it, and I'd feel like it's going one direction, and then it would kind of veer in another direction and would slow down and like it just like it just kind of felt all over yeah. the place that way so circling back to the other parts what about your spice i mean it's spicier than a lot of movies yeah right because movies cannot be judged the same way books are right that doesn't work but we don't really get to really sit in no. any of the spicy yeah. moments yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna like call it like a 3.5 i was just gonna go with a three i was gonna go, go with a three yeah yeah fair enough i mean i realize we see boobies and full bush but like just seeing somebody naked does not equal spice no no it does not and we never get to like see them kiss until the very very end right and i want an explanation of how that works like does is their lips <laughs> is she sticking her tongue in his mouth are they just pressing faces together what is that and well, we I mean, never we'll never get to know Generally, how kissing works is you press your faces together. Yeah, but together. lips, right? He had, he had lips. Not he... like full-on like human lips, but there was a lip shape going on there. Sure. sure. Trust me, I looked for that exact reason. <laughs> I was like, what that mouth do? What that mouth do? Oh, my God. Uh, what about your romance? It was fine. I I just could never really figure out if there was romance. Yeah. Or if it was all in her head. Right. Or, or like, is so it for... all in Giles' head? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say like 2.5. Like I couldn't, yeah, I, I, you couldn't convince me that he really knew what was going on enough right? to really be romance. You know what I mean? And that's also kind of gave me a little bit of an ick factor to some of the like potential sex or at yeah. least Giles's imagined sex. Mm-hmm. So I I'm, would agree with like a 2.5, I think. Which once again, this kind of feels like it goes into... Giles is yeah prettyified version of it because like you never ever see anything happen. You just see them like embrace. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go three. That's fair. Fair yeah. enough. That's fair. It's kind of like you have to decide. Do I I like I believe it was romantic. Like I not me, but I'm like, if you were deciding that, if you were deciding to be a Giles, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh my gosh, it's probably like a four or something. Right. If you're deciding to be a Liz who's like skeptical and cranky right (laughs) right which apparently danny's right with you today which is not normally our thing what do you do you fuck a monster in the bathtub that's what you do so liz (laughs) lead us out uh we gotta do our recommendations oh yeah shit i forgot about that part I did okay. So mine is completely out of right field. You say that all the time, and then it's not. So as Wiggles has said before, I don't believe you. Yeah, but this is this is so such a weird movie that like, uh, um, and I only because of like the older feeling ish thing. I say Captain America. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I actually can see that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it seems really out there, but like if it's just how I feel watch not necessarily watching that you know i don't know how to describe that i just get the same like feeling with the time period and stuff like that Mm -hmm. even though they are not the same time periods no but i think 
we're getting so far away from like the 30s, 40s, 50s, and now even 60s that they start to just kind of bunch up into one, especially yeah. like the 40s, 50s, and like early 60s, yeah. unless it's like hippie 60s, you know? Wiggles, do you have anything? I do. So my recommendation is going to be For the Wolf by Hannah Witten. I don't think I've recommended this before, but if I have, you know, eat me. Um <laughs> The premise is this girl, it, it's a, kind of a retelling and a mashing together of Beauty and the Beast and Little Red Riding Hood, right? Sure. Um, and so the, in this kingdom, the firstborn girl is to be the ruler of the kingdom. And the second born is for the wolf. And that means that she has to go out into the these woods that have all kinds of monsters and the woods themselves are kind of scary to be whatever the wolf demands because they don't know what the wolf is demanding. They just know they have to sacrifice the ruling family's second born daughter. Every time a second born daughter is born. And from there she, she meets the wolf and he's not what he seems, but he is also not, he, he's a lot of things anyway. So it's very in line with that whole, like, Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a mystery. There's trying to figure out where people's loyalties lie. All kinds of things. So, yeah. It's a, and it's a quick, easy read. It flows really nicely and is it's mostly fun. Like, you want to get to the end and find out what's happening. Hmm. So, I'm going to recommend something that I haven't read, which is a big no-no. But life goes on because we have collectively read this author before and enjoyed her so i will recommend found by the lake monster by lillian lark Mm. oh so i have not read that one i haven't read it either but i i think i actually have it ordered and it's coming in the mail at some point sometimes you order things online and then you forget especially if there's a long period of time before they come Mm -hmm. yeah yes i do really enjoy lillian lark i i mean that's why i made you guys read the gargoyles book (laughs) right and normally i would never recommend something i haven't read but because i've read at least three of her books, Deceived by the Gargoyles and Trans by the Basilisk and Stalked by the Kraken. Stalked by the Kraken. There we go. I feel confident in recommending another monster romance of hers. So It, it also feels like in that same vein, I haven't read this, so I don't know what it's like, but it does feel pertinent to mention that this is also a book now written by yes. Guillermo del Toro. Yes. So um, if you want more information about this movie, that would be a great place to start. I think think the book has some more details about the monster if i'm correctly or that's some, my understanding yeah, yeah. So, so honestly for me considering i thought there was like a lack of detail around the monster that might be something i need to pick up yeah yeah sweet sweet cool beans <laughs> all right everyone if you liked this episode, please find us out on the socials at Wrong Dust Jackets or just Wrong Jackets on X. Or you can go to our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Please leave us a comment on anything, uh, rate, review, all that jazz. Let us know if you liked it, if you didn't like it, and if you have any recommendations for us, if you'd like us to check anything out and do an episode about it. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. Thank you.